0: English teachers, what is the most disturbing story-slash-assessment a student has ever submitted? English teacher here. Had an 8th grade student write a My Life at This Moment letter to themselves that they write at the beginning of the year and read to themselves at the end. I always have a rule that they get full credit if I can just see writing on it and its coherent English though if they definitely don't want me to read it, they should staple it and I'll just look for writing. I had a girl who went over the top to look, act, and sound, and be a boy. She wasn't trans, so I was a bit confused on how exactly she wanted to be viewed. So I just pretended she was tomboy-ish. She was also insanely defiant to her male teachers, and I worked my butt off to build a relationship with her. She wouldn't have it, though I was kind as I could be. Anyway, the time of year came for me to pass back their letters. By this time, this girl had been moved to a digital learning lab and had been isolated from the Gen Pop. I passed all the letters out and found hers had been left unstapled, though I didn't remember reading it or noticing it wasn't sealed. Curiosity overcame me, so I opened it. My heart broke when I read her rather detailed desire to be away from her stepdad by the end of the year, and her goal for that year was to escape the godforsaken hellhole. Long story short, that letter ended up being used in court to put her stepdad away for committing the unspeakable act against her viciously for many years. I felt bad for her, but hopefully she's been able to move on, though I doubt it. The description was pretty rough of what he did to her. I teach high school creative writing, and I gave an assignment where students had to rewrite a fairy tale from the perspective of the villain or a smaller character, like the giant or golden goose in Jack and the Beanstalk. A young woman asked me if she could submit a fanfiction she had already started, and I said of course, as long as she finished it and followed the instructions. She submitted a tangled fanfiction, but it was actually a story where the prince goes in and commits the unspeakable act against the evil queen, and it was graphic. I had to call her parents, counselors, principals. It was a whole thing, and very awkward. From that point on, I had to explicitly tell my students that I was a mandated reporter and what that means, and that they had to keep everything PG. Last year, a fifth grade student submitted a poem into our fair contest. Every student in the whole school K-5 submits something, so they don't really get read. They just hang them up at the fair and slap a first place sticker on half and a second place sticker on the other half. His poem, which I cannot completely remember, went something like this. That is my girl. She's a lot of fun. If something you said tries to steal her, I'll take my gun and I'll shoot your head. With a picture to accompany it. Someone browsing the poems at the fair had a fit about it and we had to call his mum and have a talk and everything. It was really great when the mum asked why in the world there was a big first place sticker on it. Well, it's good to see that the judges were as attentive as the people putting the poems up, consistency all round. In a university English class, we had a weekly peer review assignment. One dude in the group I was assigned turned in a story, a fiction about werewolves and college students, best friends out in a pre-graduation cabin in the woods party. And it was bad. His writing style was so terrible and immature. We all ended up messaging the instructor individually to find out how much work we were expected to put in to editing his story. Normally, we would comment on the story with whatever little corrections may need to be made. But this thing was all run-on sentences and wrong grammar. It was nuts. For example, the friend was running in the woods as the other guy was driving at her as he tried to hit her as the other friends screamed as the werewolf chased the car as he hit her as she rolled on the roof of the car and the werewolf found her body as she was trying to get up. It was brutal. He was taking the class to be a screenwriter. I still feel bad for him and it's been over a decade. I would like to tell a story on behalf of my high school creative writing teacher, because I know how much she hated one of my projects because she refused to display it with everyone else's. We had an assignment to write a poem from the perspective of a person facing a difficult life choice. We were to display our poem three-dimensionally, however we liked, written on a pyramid, words hanging from a mobile, etc., etc. I decided I wanted to write a poem about a man during The Blitz, who abandons his family in terror and runs out into the night to die in the bombing. The poem that I still remember, word for word, two fricking decades later, is as follows. The smile rests upon my face, shows not my fallen grace. You see the hell I was exposed that caused my fearful juxtapose, caused me to leave my family and save myself in time of need. I am the doorstep to the grave, my hell-bent path forever paved. I then took this clearly deranged poem and scribbled it in black marker in concentric circles around a very realistic plastic skull I had brought in for the occasion. I gave this crime against nature to my very nice, very liberal creative art teacher who wondered why she had chosen to create this assignment in the first place. She gave me an A and refused to display it with the rest of the normal class projects, clearly the best decision for everyone involved. One of my kids was from Mexico and wrote about watching his neighbors get gunned down by the cartel. Because he and his dad had seen it, they told the police and offered to try to help. While they were talking with the police, they let them into the crime scene and he wrote about his shoes turning red because they got wet with so much blood. It absolutely broke my heart. He was 11 and said that that was the reason his family came to America. All of these remind me of the time when my little brother wrote a story about our cat that got squished by a door. The teacher contacted my mum, saying that she was worried if the story was true. We don't have a cat. A kid wrote a whole story detailing exactly how he was going to murder me. He came in with a knife a month later and tried to stab another boy in the back. I hope he's doing better now. When I was in high school, I wrote a hypothetical story about a drowning person. Every detail was written so that it would imply an incoming rescue. The essay continuously was hopeful about the fate of the person. I prolonged the narrative till the end. In the last sentence, I write something along the lines of the person is just drowning and slipping to the end of the sea where they would never be found. I'm glad I'm not the only one who scared their teacher by writing this sort of assignment from the perspective of a drowning person. I'm sorry, 4th form English teacher. I promise I didn't have a death wish. Had my kids write a faux cover letter for a year abroad in Australia in which they, among other things, had to give reasons why they wanted to go to Australia. Here's what one of my students came up with. I'd like to see some wild animals, koalas, kangaroos, and maybe some aborigines. Guy claimed it wasn't meant to be as racist as it looks at the first glance, and that he simply messed up at the construction. And I actually tend to believe it, seeing as how it was an ESL class in Germany, and he really wasn't one of the top students of the class. But then, in another essay, would you rather do an internship or a paid summer job, he said that he'd do the summer job, so he'd have money for gambling, so he definitely was a bit on the weird side. I remember for my English class, we had a project that we were supposed to do over the entire year and turn it in at the end. I had the idea to write a series of horror story vignettes for mine. I did not hold back with the language or graphic violence. I wrote a story about a guy who is very depressed and tries to kill himself but is saved by a beautiful woman and they get married and have kids and then one day they're at a mall and a gunman fatally shoots his family in front of him and he slowly loses his mind through the rest of the story and ends up doing what the gunman did and kills another family and then kills himself. Another story was about a man whose addict best friend goes missing and tries to find him, then ends up being trapped in a torture-like compound, where he is then forced to murder his friend to get out, only to find that the compound was never-ending. I got a 100 and the best grade in the class. My teacher said they were so well-written she found herself crying and losing sleep over the stories, so she thought I deserved a good grade. I'm sorry, Mrs. Creelman. Had a student submit a paper about growing up with an addict teen brother. He had the room next to her and sometimes when getting clean, the parents would lock him in his room and he would have raging withdrawals. She was very young so I imagine there was a lot of medical care and therapy going on that she didn't know about. She just remembered that her brother was screaming and crying in the next room and she would sit in her closet all night long, terrified he was going to break through the wall and get her. It was such a heart-rending story and it made me view what families go through in such a different light second-hand account from a colleague submitted during a workshop in an undergraduate non-fiction writing class. Story was about 18 pages and was submitted by a 50-ish male. Talks about a 12-year-old girl who is not the man's daughter but belongs to him and is his wife. Talking about how they like to stroke her and caress her nude body and make her eat things out of her hand. They put collars on her and constantly refer to her perfect hairy undercarriage and so forth. The rest of the class read the story for the workshop and, in disgust and horror, email the professor, colleague, who immediately cancelled the workshop and contacted administration about the student. The thing is, everyone was so shocked by the nature of the story that no one got to the very last line in which it is revealed that the girl is a cat. Obviously, the student was looking for some sort of reaction, which he got, abuse, abuse, and more abuse. Assigning anything that asks them to reflect on something personal or write something creative has a high chance of yielding stories about abuse. These stories very likely reflect real experiences. Many a visit are paid to the guidance counsellors and school therapists. If you don't work with kids, you might be shocked to learn just how many people are abused in some fashion. If you add in how many kids aren't abused but just have a bad upbringing, it gets really, really depressing. Yes, I thought there would be a lot more funny stories in this topic, but it turns out the keyword was disturbing, so here are some stories that shocked me. I hope we all have our eyes opened a little. Now, let's at least throw some levity in here with this next one. Someone wrote a fan fiction of her and Kermit the Frog, and I've not been the same since. Students were annotating old news articles about a very famous axe murderer from the late 1800s. One student includes an annotation about how the article reminded her of her father. She helpfully included his name for me to Google and yep, that's how I found out my student's dad is literally an axe murderer. Second place goes to a student who wrote from the point of view of the Zodiac Killer for a creative writing assignment. It was incredibly well written. If it hadn't been, it honestly might not have been so disturbing. But being in the killer's head as he ties up and stabs young couples to death? No thanks. Oh, and last week, someone submitted a horror story in creative writing. I swear to God, she could be a writer for the Saw movies. The deaths were graphic and gruesome and creative. I had to take breaks while reading it because I'm pretty squeamish. It might get buried, but I need to chime in, mostly in the hopes that this student finds my comment and knows how much his story stuck with me. The first assignment of the semester was to write about life at the university through a sociological lens. This guy who was social, well-liked, in a frat, turned in this shocking story. He was writing about how hard his life was, how he had to scrounge for meals from the trash while seeing all the other students eat happily in the dining halls. He described how he'd seen his friends struck by cars on the winding mountain roads on campus. I was so taken back, and I kept reading anxiously to see if this story would take a turn. A squirrel. The kid was writing from the perspective of a squirrel. This kid was a genius. I told him later how impressed I was, and he shrugs in a very bro way, stating, That's the worst thing I've ever written. If you see this, Matt, that's still my favorite paper by a student. Not an English teacher, but when I was in junior college, I was a TA for a psych instructor, and I read and graded essays. There was an assignment for students to create an experiment where they trained themselves to create a habit by rewarding themselves after the task. Think Pavlov. One male student wrote about his experiment. He chose to train himself to jerk it more often, and his reward was more jerking. And he wrote about it in detail. Very sustainable system, but so weird to submit to your instructor. I have my high school students write a defining moment memoir about a moment where their lives changed in a significant way. I generally see some stories about childhood abuse and things of that nature where I make sure our social work team is aware of their claims. They're getting support, and that's basically it. However, I did once get a story about the first time a girl in my class had smoked Mary J. Except the whole thing was written with the substance anthropomorphized as a beautiful woman named Mary, that she met and took on a beautiful all-night date. This thing was about three pages long and graphic. We're talking full anatomical descriptions of lesbian fun times as an analogy for the experience of getting lit for the first time. It just kept going and going, and it was extremely well-written to the point that I was really uncomfortable reading it, and had to put it away. The worst part is, she was super excited for me to read it, and came in the next day asking about it. Did you like it? I'm super proud. And I had to basically say, yeah, it's super well-written, but honestly, I just can't be reading something like that written by one of my students. As someone whose childhood was mundane and drama-free, the idea of having to write a memoir about a defining moment of my life to that point would send me into a blind panic of what the frick do I possibly write about? Even now, as an adult, I would struggle to pick any one moment that changed my life. I'm right there with you, commenter. Even at the age of 30, I'm not entirely sure I could pinpoint any single defining moment. I like to think that they happen on a day-to-day basis. I like the next commenter's approach to the problem. Freshman year of college, I took a class called Interpersonal Communication. One of the projects was that we had to make a presentation introducing ourselves to the class and talk about the moments in our lives that we found significant and or were proud of. The bulk of my presentation was about the fact that I was 19 and from a middle-class family in the suburbs of nowhere, and aside from not failing at life up to that point, I didn't really have any major achievements I was proud of. My teacher was annoyed, but I fulfilled all of the requirements, so I think I got like a B. Really though, I would have felt like a jackass standing in front of a group of people talking about basic life crap as if they were accomplishments. Right after an older, non-traditional student had presented an entirety of their life, having children, grandchildren, etc. That person had decades more experience and actual life accomplishments to talk about. I was just some dumb kid. I'm still a dumb kid even though I'm 26, but that's life. Basically a manifesto about how the student felt ostracized from the school and how he wanted revenge. This was a community college. He was a freshman. Over the semester, I could tell he struggled, yet he was also insanely talented. Some of the other students in class bullied him in my presence, and let's just say I didn't tolerate that at all. I spent extra time talking to him and trying to help him one-on-one. One day, he turns in an assignment talking about his desire to exact revenge for his marginalization. He was triggered when everyone on his floor conspired to trick him to go outside at night and in the middle of winter, and then they locked him out of the dorm. Buttholes. I spoke with him immediately about it, and he assured me it was just hyperbole. Regardless, I did have to notify my supervisor. I also spoke with his RA, but the RA couldn't care less. The student ended up dropping out shortly after this. We stayed in touch for a bit, but after a while, I don't know what happened to him. He was probably the smartest student I had in that class, yet he couldn't make it because of his own personal problems and torment from other students. Ugh. I was working with a small group of Year 7 students, and we did this exercise where the kids have to create a story using a randomly assigned setting, character, and theme. So this one boy ends up with a war zone, a princess, and unrequited love. He proceeded to turn these innocuous prompts into a hilariously messed up story. Set during World War II, it's told from the perspective of the princess of the UK, who wakes up on the battlefield to find German soldiers shooting at her. Suddenly, someone behind her kills her attackers. She turns around to see her rescuer. It's the leader of the Third Reich. In fear, she runs into a medical tent. He is in close pursuit. In the tent, she decides to confront the Fuhrer, but upon locking eyes with him, realizes he's the most beautiful man she's ever seen, falling in love immediately. He, however, walks right past her and kisses a passing nurse. Furious and jealous, the princess of the UK kills the nurse in a fit of rage, then flees the medical tent, returning to the battlefield before the sad and baffling conclusion to the story. And then I died. So not disturbing as such, but certainly unexpected. I teach, but not English. I had to once write up a middle school student, I don't remember for what, but it was serious since I hate writing up, and they turned in their assignment for that day with none of it done. In its place was a half-page description of all the things their dad would do to them if he found out they were written up again. It started pretty mild, say, take the phone away, to more serious things like no food or water. By the time I saw it, they were already out the door, so I hopped over to the counsellor and let them have a copy of it. Not sure what happened after that since it was out of my hands and I'm not sure if it was true or not. They tended to be overdramatic and stretch the truth in class, but I took it very seriously. I've definitely been more purposeful and welcoming in my interactions with them from here on out. Got to make sure that the classroom is a safe and good place for them. I was the student. We were told to create an invention that'll help the human race. Basically write three paragraphs down and turn it in. Several classmates came up with machines to stop cancer, medical equipment, things to help homeless people. I'm at a loss. So I decided to rip off the self-euthanizing machine from Futurama and basically wrote down that you can choose fast, slow, painful, or painless death. It can help people who have painful diseases die for just a quarter. Needless to say, I was put on a close watch list and I had a counselor until I graduated high school. We have middle schoolers put together a portfolio at the end of the year for all of their reading logs and the essay they are most proud of and a revision of their essay that they think they could improve the most. It's a big culmination project that involves a letter at the beginning to the grader where they need to explain what they've learned and how their habits have changed and stuff like that. Easily some of the funniest crap I've ever read in those letters and I still have pictures of my favorite intros, but the most disturbing one was about a boy who explained in detail that he broke his habit of not doing his reading by reading while he poops. I've been given some pretty gruesome horror story stuff, but it's usually based on crap the students have watched. This week alone, I've read two Red Dead Redemption 2 ripoffs, so I'd settle for anything original. Not a teacher, but when I was in ninth grade, a kid in my class wrote a story about a student planting bombs around the school and a group of students teaming up to defuse the bombs and catch him. It was pretty cool, but it lost its luster when the kid made a bomb threat to the school a week later. Maybe not exactly what you were looking for, but I'm an ESL teacher. One class, we were talking about different holidays and how we celebrate them. This one student was trying to explain Mother's Day, but didn't know the exact name of it. When I asked him to explain the holiday so I could tell him the name we use, he said, It's the day where I pleasure my mother. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications.